Hi, and welcome to season two of the Impact Exchange, where we discuss the intersection of corporate social responsibility and all things retail with the changemakers behind the impact. I'm Molly Traratola, head of social impact at Shopping Gives. Thanks for joining us. On this episode of the Impact Exchange, we're joined by Harry Cunningham, co-founder and chief brand officer at Good Market. Good Market launched in early 2021 and is a shop of makers and creators that dare to make a difference. Harry, thanks so much for being here with us today. It's great to be with you. I'm excited to talk about Good Market and, and all the good that we've been doing alongside certainly Shopping Gives more recently. Yeah, absolutely. I know our team was recently with you for an event. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, we just celebrated our first anniversary of the launch of the business, actually. on We launched it actually on Earth Day. We celebrated on Earth Day this year, and it was exciting to have the team here. We kicked off the campaign with doing 1% for the planet or one tree planted, depending on you know how customers wanted to give their percent. A lot of them surprisingly actually split the donations between the two. So we're excited to be able to support both of those. But it was it was a fun, crazy weekend. We're still recovering a little bit, still trying to catch up on some lost sleep, but all good. Oh, that sounds so exciting. I know we are on the heels of Earth Day and Earth Month, and we dove right into the impact Good Market is making. Before we get into that, we'd love to meet the person behind the impact. So if you could tell us a little about yourself, your background, and what brought you to co-found Good Market. My name's Harry Cunningham, and I am a husband and parent of twins that keep me very much on my toes. But my retail career primarily had been spent in the department store business before I came to Vera Bradley about seven and a half years ago. And, you know, obviously, as the pandemic came into Vera Bradley, I was overseeing retail brand experience for Vera Bradley and actually still am. We started talking a lot about how the world was changing, the retail world was changing knowing that physical retail was never fully going away, but just more adapting and adjusting. And my co-founder of Vera Bradley, Mary Beth Trippis, and I were having a really great conversation one day and came to visit our flagship Vera Bradley store. And across the mall, there was an empty space. And we started sort of talking about it and talking about what we could do. And somewhere along the lines, our CEO was smart enough to say, maybe don't mess up our flagship store, but try something else. And so we don't remember exactly who said it, but we came up with this idea of creating a place that we could really celebrate and platform brands that are purpose-driven, brands that are doing good. And so we've been able to create this space and build this community of makers and people that are daring to make a difference in their world. And so we're excited to, like I said, celebrate the first anniversary of it and with a lot more good to come. And a lot has happened in this first year, growing your yeah. community from no brands to how many are part of the Good Market crew now? Yes. So it's about 65 brands now. Yeah. When when we were working through this very, very scrappy business plan, and I, I use the word, the phrase business plan very lightly, but when we were kind of dreaming up this idea, we thought we would anchor it with Vera Bradley and Pura Vida, our sister brand based on the West Coast, and then maybe get 10 to 12 brands. We opened last April in April of 21 with about 34 brands in the space. Now we are at about 65. So it continues to get more exciting and, and we get to meet more and more people that are doing good every day. That is so inspiring. I love the idea of a one-stop shop for purpose-driven brands. It sounds like the community of brands you spotlight are very diverse in nature. Can, can you tell us more about the makeup of them and how you vet organizations, how you vet these brands to join the good market team. It's true, Molly. They are very, very diverse. And, you know, 
I sort of see this and I'm, I'm almost a little bit fearful of using this term, but I sort of see this like a modern department store because we do really have something for everybody here. We categorize the businesses, whether it's women's or gifts or accessories or men's or home or body spa, whatever that might be. And we've been able to really find brands that are purpose-driven inside all those categories. How do we vet them is actually pretty simple. There's, there's three pillars of good market, good people, great products and exceptional causes. And we want to make sure that each one of the brands is checking all of those boxes and they do. And we're able to find those very well. But more importantly, we're also very careful to curate the assortment of product here because we do want to find brands and, you know, that, that work together, that relate back to each other. And we want to really create a sense of discovery. Wow. I love that. So when a brand approaches you, what are you looking for in their initiatives? Is it sustainability focused or more philanthropy focused? What's the criteria? Yeah, it's a little bit of all of those. We have deep cause related brands and then we have some, I I hate to say, call it lighter causes, but causes that are a little bit more global. So deeper causes might be causes that are specific to uh, a smaller group of people, such as people that have come out of the commercial sex trade or people that, you know, might be living without a home right now or, you know, children that need food. So those are kind of deeper cause related issues. But then we're also welcoming of brands that are, you know, doing organic farming and ethical workplaces and, and social initiatives like that. So it's, it's pretty diverse in the way that we approach it. But every one of the brands that's here has checked all three of those boxes. Got it. Got it. Yeah. And that's, it's amazing that this is an inclusive community of brands that are incorporating impact in the product with sustainable resources and supply chains, but then also brands who are engaging in widespread philanthropic efforts and supporting causes they care about and their customers care about through maybe e-commerce donations or separate campaigns. Yeah, it's really, really interesting. And and that's part of what drew us to Shopping Gives was that it, it, kind of two things. One is that we knew that when people are coming in and they're shopping with us, they're naturally doing good by just making a purchase. But we also had people coming in saying, how can I do more? What else can I do? How can I give differently? And, you know, I believe that all of us inherently want to do good. But there are people that just need to know how to do it and we need to make it easy for them and we need to make it simple. And, and you know, when we got to meet the Shopping Gives team, it was pretty inspiring how easy it could happen. And I, I mean, I don't, this is clearly not an opportunity for me to be like the na- newest marketer for Shopping Gives, although <laughs> I, I mean, would like to stand please, on a soapbox and cheer for on. it all day long. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because I, I, you know, I think I love it and it's so, it's so seamless for us and our customers, even just, you know, we're a weekend or so, they loved they loved hearing about it and they loved knowing it. And it's like, it's kind of fun to watch their eyes light up. And obviously we can't watch their eyes light up at home when they're shopping online, but they can certainly use the platform online. But it's it's really been exciting and fun and fulfilling to have it in store too, because we do get to watch people get excited about rounding up or get excited about getting to choose how else they can do good that's literally not costing them anything other than the purchase they're already making. Mm, mm, Well, we really appreciate that vote of confidence, especially (laughs) coming from a brand we admire and respect so much. Speaking of the good market as as a brand in general, so you're supporting a lot of mission-driven brands, but what is good market's overall mission as a purpose-driven brand? Love that question. Our mission really is to just be the platform. We are here, we are using the skills and, and the knowledge of retail that we have to en- enable a lot of brands to be seen many times 
for the first time physically. They, you know, digitally native brands that don't have the ability to create a store on their own, or maybe they, they don't even have enough product to create a store on their own. They can actually fall in line with our community here in a beautiful way. And so we literally are just the platform, just the, the, the kind of the vehicle by which we can bring brands to consumers that want to learn and, and want to be able to do these things. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And apart from spotlighting brands that are already doing the good work, this seems like a platform to really impact the retail space as a whole. So what impact do you think Good Market is having in its first year and will have on the larger retail consumer space? Yeah, I think really interesting question. There are a couple things. One, you know, we come from the Vera Bradley Incorporated family of companies. So Vera Bradley, which was already a very philanthropic company and not one that we were doing because we had to, but we were, we had created, we have created and, and continue to support a breast cancer foundation with Vera Bradley because our first salesperson unfortunately lost her life to breast cancer. So there was already a really philanthropic base there. I think what we've been able to do here is actually bring that much more to the forefront. And it's, it's very much, Good Market is very much a part of our ESG initiatives as a company that we want to continue to bring more of this to the world. Personally, for me, I, I am looking very much for the day when the sort of the table stakes have shifted so that things can naturally be organic without an upcharge. You know, that sort of price mm-hmm, of entry is that mm-hmm. you're going to be organic, price of entry that you're going to be fair trade, price of entry that you have an ethical workplace. I think all of those things we need to continue to push. And when a company of our size can do something like that, I think it also sort of sets the example for other companies to jump on board and do those same kinds of things. And it, and I don't want to discredit anybody that says they're going to be 100% sustainable, 100% this, 100%. All of those are great things. And together, the more of all of that we can do is going to make everything a better place. It'll get people off the streets. It'll get food to kids, all of those things that we need to do. Yeah, it, it really illustrates the, the power that the for-profit sector has on advancing social causes and, and making the world a better place. There, there's really so much power and capital to be had there. In a previous conversation, we talked about education being a really big component for good market. Can you talk a little more about that? Yeah, that has been an important part for us because that's also personally for me, something that I've already always found to be very important. I come from a family of educators and I also like to tell stories. And as we were sort of creating the concept for good market, you know, Mary Beth and I were talking about the, the content that comes from each one of these brands is really important and really needs to be shared. And so we have really formed a, a way to educate and inform consumers or, or community, fellow community members that come and shop with us at Good Market. Um, a number of things. One is that we call all of our associate storytellers. And so each one of them has kind of found the brands that are the closest to them. And, you know, 65 brands or 60 plus brands, it, it's tough to know every one of them and know the stories of everyone. Although I, I would tell you that probably 95% of our storytellers on the floor know every one of the stories out there. But we kind of asked them to find the ones that are closest to their heart. And for me, it was education. So I wanted to integrate the two. So we have little signs that tell the story of each brand with their causes highlighted. We have a blog post, you know, about one a week that talks about different brands. And we package it in ways that are more interesting than just me telling you about a brand, but we talk about travel gifts and we talk about where you're traveling to and what you might be able to do. And then uh, most recently we launched our podcast, Good Market Live, that is all about education and awareness of the brands, really sharing their stories, sharing the good that they're doing. 
So we've already done incredible things like over a thousand weeks of clean water, over 900 blankets to homeless shelters as a result of you know purchases that have been made here. And we'll continue to educate and share stories so that that allows us to even do more. Are there any stories in particular or brands that have resonated with you? Any Anything you can share with the listeners? Yeah. You know what? It's it's sort of like saying, who's your favorite child, right? <laughs> who's your favorite? <laughs> I, I think we choose. have some incredible brands. It's, it's really tough to choose, but I, I would tell you there are a number of them. One of them that jumps right out is a brand called Sackcloth and Ashes. A good friend of mine, Bob Dalton, founded it a number of years ago when his own mom became homeless. And he was always sort of the guy that was saying, yeah, just get a job, work harder. And then his mom became homeless and he realized that it could impact anyone. And obviously it can impact anyone. So he created this company to uh, help homeless shelters and he creates blankets. They're beautiful blankets made of recycled wool. And for every blanket that he or we sell, he gives one to someone in a homeless shelter locally. So working with over 500 shelters around the company, you know, it allows you to actually give locally. So if you live in Texas and you visit Good Market in Indiana or you visit Good Market online, you can give us your zip code and a blanket will be donated in your honor in your area. So I think that's a pretty mm. exciting one, a way to kind of give nationally, but also give locally. There, there are a myriad of others that are, you know, um, I could go on for days with the stories, but yeah, there's some exciting ones out there. Oh, that story is so inspiring. And it's, great that you have the opportunity to educate consumers on the impact their purchases are are helping make outside of that are there any causes you know whether or not they're supported by good market brands or not that you really care about as someone in the social impact space yeah personally mental health is is an important one for me i lost my dad to suicide uh, many years ago and it's always been one I, i think important for a number of reasons one is that you know, my dad died in in the late seventies and it wasn't something even talked about back then. So I think kind of bringing awareness to mental health has always been one that's very, been very, very important to me and mental health month is in May. And, you know, we're always looking for ways to kind of help bring that cause sort of, there's a lot of stigma that's affiliated with mental awareness and mental health. And, And I think for me personally, I'm trying to kind of break down those walls because I think some of our good friends that were with us when we opened, they talk a lot about like, it should be okay to say I'm having a bad day. Just like you would say, my allergies are bothering me. And I think that's for me personally, that's one that I will continue to support. There's another student organization that I feel really, really strongly about. Again, it ties back to my education passion. And it's an organization called Pave Global. And they support students, educators and schools really around the world with giving them information, giving them access to projects, to people that are in the industry already and certainly giving funds to help them with their schools. So those are a couple of the my, kind of my personal causes, you know, that's, that, that I will always sort of stand behind regardless. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing that story with us. And certainly. yeah, it's, it's, it's wonderful that you are able to indirectly and directly support these causes through your everyday work, which is something I know a lot of people are trying to find in their work, how to weave in social impact and and social causes into their everyday. I want to call back to something you mentioned in an earlier response about the actual tangible impact good markets brand partners are making through their work, the, the impact stories. How does good market effectively track the impact you're making? And is that something that's ebbing and flowing as, as you, you know, graduate on your one year anniversary? Yeah, certainly it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And, and we absolutely do track it. 
some of it is easier to track than others. So we can tell you how many meals we've given to children and how many blankets we've helped get donated to homeless shelters and how many weeks of clean water we've given. Other parts of it are a little bit harder to track, but we are working toward developing sort of tangible ways Things like Able is a brand that we work with out of Nashville, and they have uh, two women's workshops, one in Ethiopia, one in Nashville, uh, where they create products. And we know that our selling or your purchasing of their products is helping keep these women engaged. There's a, a wonderful brand called New Hope Girls that we've worked with at Vera Bradley for a number of years, and we have here in Fort Wayne, too. And it the, their product comes in with a card on it, so you can actually see who it is that made the bag for you. So as far as tracking it goes, I think obviously the donations piece is going to be exciting now to see the roundup and the, you know, the, the percent that we can give, but on a more tangible scale, there are some of them that definitely we can tell you directly when you buy this, it's doing this. And, um, you know, we'll continue to look for more ways, almost, if you will, kind of keep a barometer in the store, sort of a chart mm-hmm. that can show you what you're doing all the time. So yeah, it's it's exciting to sort of see those numbers continue to tick up. And I remember when we were excited about like the first hundred blankets. Now we're over a thousand, I think 980 something, right at a thousand blankets. So it's exciting to see those numbers keep going. We're not seeing them shrink, which is a great thing. We're not seeing that scale slow down. And I think it's because people naturally, there are things that we sell that people need to buy anyway. And they're excited to know that when they buy it here, it's doing good. Thank you for sharing that. I know tracking and measurement can be a real challenge for brands just getting started in social impact. They don't know where to begin, what resources to use. So I appreciate that insight. On the topic of challenges, on the heels of your first year, what are some insights? Like, I'm sure not everything was rainbow and butterflies getting this off the ground. So yeah, you feel free to get a little vulnerable here. Yeah, no, it's okay. I think that what are our challenges? Our challenges will continue to be finding brands that check all three boxes. Good people, great products, exceptional causes are extremely important to us. And, you know, we we will certainly find brands that check two and don't check the third. And that's okay. And they definitely have a place. I think one of the other challenges is there are a number of social causes that are highly, highly important, but also perhaps exclusive in in one way or another and perhaps even controversial. And so that continues to sort of be something that we're keep ourselves aware of because we want good market to be very, very inclusive, not polarizing. We want everybody to know, it's funny, it's even our tagline, you belong here, that they do belong here. And we don't want anyone to ever come in and, and see a cause that makes them feel any less than complete when they're here. So I think that will continue to be a challenge because personally, we may want to support individual causes that you know, somebody else may not necessarily agree with. And and we're not telling anybody they shouldn't do that. It's really just about everything here is doing good. Even the coffee that you can drink at our cafe has a good purpose behind it. So we will stay exclusively focused on that. We also will maintain our cause of being non-promotional because we don't believe you should discount good. So we don't think 25% off of good is not good. So we will continue <laughs> to kind of maintain that. And, and we're thankful to our, our partners, our brand partners that help us manage through that. But, you know, those are some of the kind of the key things that we have to look for all the time and kind of manage to all the time. A lot of retailers have a hard time getting their initiatives off the ground, specifically in the balance of profit and purpose. Do you have any advice for retailers dipping their toes in the social impact waters and where to start? 
Yeah, I think first and foremost is don't be scared to start. So it's it's not even as much where to start, but don't be scared to start because I think that to your point, they want to do something and they just don't know how to do it. We didn't really know what we were doing when we started Good Market either. We are a very established 40-year-old Vera Bradley brand and a very established Pura Vita brand that's over 10 years old. It's like we, we knew how to do that, but we didn't even know how to work with a multiple, you know, multiples of brands. But we learned it and because we believed in it was it was the right thing for us to do. And this approach to doing good and using our platform to celebrate these brands was something important. We didn't actually know. We just started. We just said, like, we start somewhere. We started by saying, okay, well, we need to find some brands. And, you know, we're a public company. So I was trying to reach out to brands and saying, hey, Molly, can you sign this NDA? I want to tell you about a project, but I can't tell you anything until you sign the NDA. Well, okay, <laughs> are you going to sign an NDA that you don't know even what it's about and who it's from and whatever? But we started and, and you know, that first conversation is really, really key. I remember so well the first conversation that I had and it was with Brendan Maxwell, who's the founder of Utopian Coffee, which is one of the coffees that we serve here. And it was literally just about kind of talking about it. And I think for me, I get so excited about what we're doing that it's it's an easy conversation to have. But on the other side of that is somebody that has to hear you and listen and I do think that there are plenty of people out there that want to hear. So just, you know, don't be scared to start and then go. And it's, I think it's very likely that you might go down one path and realize, you know, as you're going down one path, there's a different way you need to, need to go and you need to shift. But fail forward, fail fast, fail forward, learn how to do it, do it better next time and keep going. I think that's really sage advice. There's no perfect time to get started in social impact. The perfect time is now. Yeah, now, and exactly. Companies don't need to wait until they have a super solid customer base because now corporate social responsibility is seen as a requirement and obligation, not just the philanthropy department held at arm's length. It's it's a really important piece yeah. of a business to be successful. So I That's appreciate right. that advice. Yeah. I can't believe we haven't talked about where you are actually sitting. So for our listeners, I can see Harry. <laughs> Harry, can you tell us what your background is right now? Yeah, so I'm actually sitting in the stock room at our flagship location in Fort Wayne. And and I spend a lot of time here at the store and I'm often on calls from the stock room. But I, I think, Molly, it's funny that you would ask that because the, the reason that I think it's so important to be in the store is one, obviously it's fun to be with the team and the team is my team is inspiring here at the store. They're they're interested in learning, they're excited about new product. But maybe even more than that, it's really, really fun to be out and talking to customers because the customers that walk through the door that, you know, m many of them, and we, we have a, a fantastic return rate in the store. So many of them know who we are and we're getting to know them because they come in for coffee and they, you know, talk to us about this or that, whatever the different stories are. But we also get people every day that have not been in the store before. And we get to be out there and I'm getting goosebumps telling you about it. Like we get to spend time telling them stories and engaging with them and finding out what causes are important to them. So yeah, it's not uncommon for you to find me in the stock room at the store if we're on a call. <laughs> and then, you know, as soon as we hang up, I'm back out on the floor. Who's here? What can I hear about? What can I learn about? And I think, you know, back to your last question about where can people start, where they should absolutely start if they haven't already is they should start listening and finding out what people want and what people need. And, and, you know, so that's that's why I'm at the store hanging out in the stock room, not just because I'm also happy to open a box and put stock away if I need to, which I was doing right before we got on. So, 
Oh, and I think that is so special with how isolated we've all been during the pandemic to have that face-to-face, person-to-person interaction, especially around social impact, which has, for the most part, existed in a digital world. I mean, I can't think of many other examples of like a collaboration, a consortium of brands coming together um, in a physical space to promote their social impact. So I love absolutely love what Good Market is doing. And I love that Shopping Gives is able to support you in your fundraising for causes you care about and your customers care about. Just to wrap it up, what is next for Good Market? Like, happy anniversary. What's happening next? (laughs) Thank you. It's it's a great question. One is we're going to continue to expand our website presence. So we have about half the brands right now. We're getting about, you know, the other 50% up as quickly as we can. We started Scrappy. We didn't get to start inside a company that handed us millions of dollars to go start a business. By no means was that the case. So we started with nothing and we're just learning and, and doing this kind of as our side gig for the for the longest time. So we're going to work on that. And then we're starting already to look at next locations and where we should go. We were fortunate to be able to have a six-month pop-up in New York City that just closed early in April. So that was a very, very exciting and fun time for us to learn a lot and get the name Good Market out in the community there and out in the industry. So we will continue to look for more opportunities, likely not pop-ups. I think pop-ups are a little bit tough for us because we want to create a community and it feels a little bit disingenuous to create a community and then say, oh, never mind, we're leaving. (laughs) So we really want to find a place that we can uh, call home or find a number of places that we can call home in communities, in, you know, downtowns, in the places where we know people want to do good, which I believe is everywhere. And we could almost be, you know, on every corner. So that's, that's where we're heading. Well, I'm bummed I didn't get to experience the New York pop-up. So you'll have to tell me the next time Good Market has uh, <laughs> has the market here. <laughs> we'll do. Yeah. Well, Harry, thank you so, so much for joining us. Where can listeners find out more about Good Market? So certainly they can visit our website at agoodmrkt.com. And I think that's really important because we call it Good Market, but we drop some vowels. So it's Good MRKT. And then they can certainly follow us on Instagram. We're on LinkedIn. We're on Facebook, all with the at agoodmrkt. They could even probably find us on TikTok, although I wouldn't, t- I'm not going to be doing the Beyonce, it's like drop it. <laughs> oh, like, I'm definitely going to look for good market on I'm TikTok. I'm not going viral doing that, although we did talk about it. We didn't do it. Yeah, you can find us on TikTok and, and we've got some fun reels up. So there's all kinds of places. And maybe even, you know, if they want to just listen, I know that a lot of people listen to podcasts just like this one. They could certainly listen to Good Market Live and, and hear stories before they can even shop with us. On all your favorite podcast platforms, right? On all your podcast platforms. <laughs> your podcast platforms, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you again for joining us. And thank you, listeners. Remember to subscribe to the Impact Exchange to hear every episode. This is season two and goodbye. Thanks so much. <laughs>